0: Please send Mashiach now. So I want to go ahead and start out this week with uh, my fellow Havenger, Ish Pela, a.k.a. Shlomo. Mr. Shlomo was listening to a drop uh, from a um, current contemporary Rebbe of today, uh, Rabbi Mendel Kessen, Kessen Shlita, and, um, he was sharing a drop, uh, that he's been just kind of, obviously it's a, a that, uh, Hashem hit him up with. So he blasted that out. So Bruk but, uh, Ish Pela was checking it out and he wanted to just kind of share some thoughts, uh, that kind of, uh, were blossomed in him. So, before he says his part, I just want to come in with a little intro about what he's talking about because he's going to be talking about what is commonly called in kabbalistic terms, clepot. And the ultimate clepot is known as the Satan, which is the impediments, the impedance, the impediment, the uh spiritual impedance and all that kind of stuff. And so um anything that gets life from the light and the result of getting life from the light result the result being uh evil darkness chaos uh and things like that destruction uh that is basically the ultimate definition of klepto so in other words It's like all this Kedusha coming down like beautiful teaching, beautiful praise music, uh, beautiful, you know, uh, prayer time and all that would uh, turned up, turn out or uh, turn into being, you know, for destruction. This is the pray three times a day, but I hate your face kind of stuff like I don't want to talk to you. Don't talk to me. I'm better than you, blah, 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 blah. It's like, but but you pray three times a day about being nothing before Shem, and yet this is what you do. So that's that's called a klipa. So in the the Midrash Rabbah for Vayikra in 15.5, there is a beautiful insight, and this was brought down by Mr. Shimyon. Shimon of Sar Shalom, Tulsa. So Shimon Shlita uh, brings this down. And I was just like, what is wrong with you? Because last week's Torah portion, Tazria Medzora, talked about this impurity. And there were all different uh, scenarios that caused impurities. And this insight says when the sacred departs. And it says the Zohar teaches that the forces of impurity, by the way, they're called Tuma. So Tuma is not good. So the forces of Tuma are specifically drawn to places and things that have been vacated of sanctity. This expression or this explains the unique severity of Tumat mate which is the Tuma, the impurity of a human corpse. So it says, Before the person died, his body was filled with his holy soul. The departure of the soul from the body creates a spiritual vacuum that the forces of impurity rush into it to fill. So in other words, a place where there was... Beautiful Torah, beautiful prayer, beautiful light, beautiful glory of Hashem. Now that's gone because that person's gone. Now that vacant space is like gonna be filled up with these impurities. So these uh forces of not light, basically. Just maybe it'd be neutral or it Kaspe Shalom is even negative. So it says that because the positive spiritual force of the human soul is so great, the corresponding negative force of impurity is specifically great as well. The Kazari two sixty one says ex, explains when the Jewish people were living in the land of Israel in a state of spiritual elevation, the divine presence attached itself to them, to their bodies, their clothing and their home. When an individual fell from this elevated spiritual level, the spiritual, the divine presence would depart from his clothing, house or body, creating a marked physical change just as there is a marked physical change in the body when the soul has departed. That physical change is known as Zaharat commonly translated as leprosy, but we know it's not, it's totally something else. So here, this is an example right there for us. Like what, what am I talking about? What in the world? Klepo, Tuma impurity and all negative stuff and neutral. All that. Okay. When we were in the land of Israel, we had the temple, the world experienced literally world peace. There was no wars. There was no sickness. There was no famines. None of that was going on because why? The temple was here. The Shekinah was manifest and permeating in the earth through the temple. And I'm talking about specifically Shlomo's temple, not the Shlomo who's going to be on this podcast just a minute, but Shlomo Hamelik, the son of David. So the son of David who brings peace to the world. We had an example of that, maybe maybe a small fragment of what what we can expect in the future when the ultimate son of David, Mashiach Ben David, that is. Uh, When he shows up. So once the temple was destroyed. Now you have war. Now you have famines. Now you have sickness and disease that came back into the world with a vengeance. When the second temple was destroyed. Okay. We're looking at first century stuff. Well. Well. Progress all the way till you get to the Middle Ages. And what do we call the Middle Ages? Medieval times, the Dark Ages. Did you know, if the temple never got destroyed, we would have never had a Dark Ages? Why can I say that so positively without just sourcing that all out? Because when the temple is here, the Shekinah is here. When the temple is here, ultimate godless or godliness, not godless, ultimate godliness is revealed in the whole entire world. And when that is the case, there is a mitigation, if you will, of the force of darkness that's actually able to take a foothold. So you get rid of the source of light, and now you can do whatever you want. Now we can create all sorts of religions and theologies that will be also contrary to what we know. The main thing that we all need is, and we all know that we all need healing. We all need protection. We all need sanity. We all need Shalom. Like we know we need these things. Well, it just so happens the way you get that is by the temple. By Hashem's glory being here on the earth. And I know I keep saying the temple, the temple, the temple, but you have to understand that if we're talking about the temple, we're talking about Mashiach. We're talking about the Shekinah. We're talking about the world being renewed. We're talking about the dead being raised. We're talking about sickness and disease and all sorts of famine being removed. The temple is just like the tip of the iceberg. Like it's like yeah yeah yeah, okay, the temple is, is the image of a on the earth, okay. Right. So true. But there are so much that comes with that. It's like it's like uh, the clown car. Not that the temple's a clown car, but just a funny example is that, you know, the the proverbial example of this little bitty car and you, the door opens and one clown gets out another clown gets out another one another one, another one. And after like 15 clowns you're like what in the world like what what's in that car is that car going to narnia Or like what is this the temple is like that it's just it's more and more and more and more new and new and new and new and you're just like what in the world you know um if you're if you know Akav, a.k.a. Yaakov, uh, commonly called James, uh, on Facebook. So Mr. Robinson, uh, Shlita, so he posted a beautiful drop from the Messiah text all about the universal blessing that's to come when, when the return of the Mashiach and the Shekinah and Hashem and all that, when Hashem basically shows up. Cause that's the easiest way to put it. Hashem shows up and it's like, okay, so that, that's Mashiach back. That's the Shekinah. That's the temple. That's the Jewish people back. That's the resurrection of the dead. You know, that's the new Jerusalem, like the, the, the sun and the moon going back to their original brightness. And the sun is going to be seven times brighter. The, every single tree in the world is going to give forth fruit. So like, you're not going to need to go to the store to find food. You can just go right outside pick off the tree and whatever you want to eat, it's right there. You know, it's like, that's the kind of stuff we're looking at. But anyway, so you can check him out. uh, Cause uh, that that's ridiculous. But what we're talking about right now is that there is a concealment. There's a covering of this ultimate light that could be shown into the world. And that's where the word klepa comes in. And because of that potential that's not being met and because of the sin that's in the world and because of the negligence and the unawareness that's in the world, we have blockage everywhere and COVID-19 and rallies and riots and confusions and chaos and anarchies and uh, rumors of wars and all that kind of stuff. That's all going on because the places where light should be shown is not being shown. So that's the, the whole thing with the Klippa. So the sacred areas are not being uh, filled with light. So the word Satan in the dictionary of the target meme says to accuse, to lead astray, seducer. Also is hostile being, hinderer, disturber, accuser. Also says, temptation, challenge. So, Mark eight thirty three says, but turning around and looking at his Talmudim, he rebuked Caifa. He said, "Get behind me, Satan." You are not setting your mind on the things of God, but the things of men. So, Kefu, at one point, was a satan. Right now, those of us who are not spreading the light of Torah and making converts, we're being a satan right now. Stop it. We got to get help. (laughs) That's why we're counting the Omer, because we got to stop being a satan. Uh, Yohanan, which is John 13 verse 27 says, and with that bit, Satan entered into him. Then Yeshua tells him what you're about to do, do quickly. This is in context of Yehuda, which is Judas. And he was getting ready to betray the Mashiach. And this happened while they were breaking bread together namely the matzah matzah is by the way bread if anybody didn't know it's just unleavened bread but anyway they were breaking the matzah together and um that's at the point where it was like all right judas you're up since you haven't chose to to stand up and fight uh you have now allowed yourself to overpower yourself and because of that you've now become satan so true for us That if we don't do what we're supposed to do in this month of ER, we will become Satan. So, that's unfortunate. May that not be so. May we all do what we're supposed to do. Because, you know, Judas had a choice. He didn't have to betray the Mashiach. That's why Mashiach said, woe to whom these things come through. You know, like Mashiach knew he was going to betray, like Judas was going to betray him, but... Just like He still has a choice. He has free will. Whether he's going to use it or not, that's up to him. But you see that regardless, Mashiach kept him as a part of the 12 and he still ministered to him. He still laid his life down for him. He never like took Judas aside and choked him out and said, what's wrong with you? Get your head in the game. He just... Just kept shining a light to him. Just kept ministering to him. Just kept loving him. So, Acts chapter 5 also says, And Kepha said, Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Ruach HaKodesh and keep back part of the proceeds of the land? Now, the month of E.R. says that we need to evade the illusions of materiality. Like in other words, don't let materiality be the thing that uh, overcomes you this month. Don't let, you know, physicality and what you've been used to in life uh, take over you. Hashem is is giving us a, a ultimate opportunity of transition if we choose it. And I pray that we do. I know I'm choosing it for sure. What about you? But anyway, uh, so Ananias was caught up on the land. He was just like, man, this is so awesome. Hashem is moving in the community. You remember that Acts 2 church that people talk about? Anyway, that's, that's a fallout of this. Hashem is doing amazing things. More and more people are converting. They're getting into Torah. More and more people are showing up to the temple. The nations are coming to Torah like Mashiach told them to do. Like, Go make Talmudim of the nations. They're like, cool, we doing it. And all of a sudden, nobody needs anything because everybody is finally doing what they're supposed to do. The beautiful thing about the globe, the earth, with the F, the earth, is that if all mankind did what we were created to do, there would not be any lack. We would not have any poor people. We would not have any orphans. Like, forget about it. That would be totally a thing of the past, which is, again... The beauty of the Omer count is to get us back to who we're supposed to be. Get us back to normal, which is getting us back to the way Hashem created us to be. And that is get you sums. All of us need to be get you sums, by the way. But anyway, there was a blockage for Ananias here and it caused him to say, yeah, yeah, yeah I gave I gave so much money to the community cause blessed God. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, and it's just like, sir, if you didn't want to give us all the money, don't tell us you wanted, you gave all the money. Like just say, I gave you some and I kept, I kept some for myself. Nobody put a gun in your head and said, Hey, give your money. But you coming in here saying, I gave all my money. And it's like, you clearly know that you didn't. There's so much light in this room right now that I literally see through you. And you need to know that you're not lying to me. But you're lying to the Ruach HaKodesh. Which is... Yikes. So, obviously the rest of that story didn't go well. Also Nadav and Avihu type stuff. But anyway... um, The Satan here is also, it works like, like the water of a vessel, you know, you put water into a vessel to a certain point, you pour it overflows, right? Satan is also the same way. You can fill up with it because it says he filled his heart to lie. There was a, a work in progress of like, you don't just go out and sell your land partially and then come to the town of Edom and be like, all right, i uh, I just I just land my life down or land my my properties down and I'm gonna give to the community and da, da 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 and here we are. It's like no you you had to really work yourself up to do that. I mean, how are you gonna come and outright lie to the community like that? You know like what does it take for a person to really be so attached to the things of this world that they're able to do that? That's, that's some stuff that's going on and to, to ultimately just kind of go over the top and be like, listen, I just want to let y'all know I'm so generous. And it's like, no, you're not. Why are you saying this? There's, there's some Satan in you. So anyway, same goes for us. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Ish Payla, And the final thing that I want to say is my response to him, which is, you know, the, what, what's happening with the Clipote, the Satan and all that, the impediment that's going on in the world today. It's actually, it's a, the principle of it is very clever because it's, it's a siphoning process that's going on. Like, because people have, again, they've either chosen outright rebellion or they're not aware of the rebellion And because of that, there's this this um, this space, this vacuum for darkness and chaos to fill up and cause the the exile to be magnified more and more darkness into the world and, and things like that. And so there's this siphoning power because that's unrecognized divinity that's in the world like I keep saying that there's this, there's Geula here, but it's got to be revealed. More of us have got to turn on the light. If you will, more of us have got to enter into that new state of mind, that new consciousness being born again, you know, and, and being who Hashem created us to be, you know, like literally each one of us. So that siphoning uh, of that potential is now Uh, diverted over into darkness so i said so that's why we have to transform the darkness you know one of our zakin's zakin yosef shlita was saying that you know sunlight actually kills the COVID 19 virus so without light death and sickness festers so if you think about taking out the light of the sun taking out the light of torah taking out the light of mitzvah taking out the light of the glory of God, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, Rabbi Kessin Shlita brings down that you can remove the blockage by these three things. You can do mitzvahs, you can do teshuva, which is repentance, and through suffering, which has been really the biggest one that's happening right now. A lot of suffering going on. But those are the three options. And then I said, may Hakadosh Baruku flood all the systems, which is all the worlds, from this world all the way to the highest of the worlds. May he fill it with light, supercharge it. So that's all I have to say. And without further ado, i hand it over to Ish Pela to take us home and Baruch Hashem. May Hashem send Mashiach now.
1: Baruch Hashem, uh, this is Shlomo. Just want to share with you uh, something that I gleaned from a uh, lecture from Rabbi Mendel Kessin. He was explaining the concept of basically, for a lack of a better phrase, when Hashem closes one door, He opens up a window. But in the terms of Kabbalistic speech, talking about the light of Hashem and how it descends into this world, and how in the beginning of creation it was the door that was open, or this gate. I'd rather, he said he was using the word gate and window um, to talk about this light and how it comes into the world. All that to say, there are many things on on how Hashem created creation and how he funnels his light into this world so that it can even function. Um, and one of the ways that he does that is through the Torah, because the Torah is actually the light. Um, but broken up into the Torah are the many mitzvot. And so before I talk about um, what I got out of the podcast, I just want to make mention that the word mitzvah itself means commandment, or it's translated that way to mean commandment, but it doesn't necessarily mean that actually what it means at its root, which is zav, is to connect. And so most people are familiar with bar mitzvah, which literally means the son of commandment, but it really, if you really want to go at its core, you could say when somebody's a bar mitzvah, that they really become a son of connection, and so just want to throw out there that the commandments are actually how we connect the light of Hashem and draw it down into this world um, when we when we do the mitzvot, and so when we do the commandments. So Jews are inherently designed by Torah to bring light into this world by connecting Hashem, Hashem's light to this world. Uh, and another way we could think about that is it's really, really what this light is. It's a light. It's a holy light. It's holiness. Uh, the, one of the reasons why we mourn actually for, for someone who passes away, it's not just, uh, you know, we're going to miss them. Of course it's that too, but deep down our, our souls understand that, uh, no longer will this person be able to bring down the light of Hashem into this world anymore. And that's actually what we miss: the, the fact that the, the person no longer has any more time to do mitzvot, to do the commandments of Hashem, to make connections in this world, to bring out Hashem in this world. And I say all that to say that there is an opposite side of this, um, because as Jews, we are supposed to ex- exude holiness. We're like Torah scrolls. We're like walking Torah scrolls. Uh, we are letters of the Torah scrolls themselves. That's why we say, um, you know, that's why every, every individual person has a, a unique Torah portion because there is a part of the Torah that you belong to. Whether or not you can see the code in it is another endeavor in, in of itself, which is basically your life. Um, all that to say that there is an opposition to this, and this is what happens when we sin. And so, he, Rabbi Menel was talking about, you know, when the gate of Hashem, which is like this flood of light, is open in this world, is, you know, it's a flood of holiness, is what it is. But when it closes, Hashem never allows his light to be shut off from the world, because if it did, it would be destroyed as, as with the flood. And so what he what Hashem does is he creates this window, which is a smaller opening to allow this light of holiness to to come down into this world to sustain all of creation. Now, the window also can be closed too, and the gate also the the, the gate and the window also close because of our sins. And so what I took away from that and what what really stuck out to me was like I understand now why that the angel of death, Yetzahara, or another term for this uh, entity, if you will, which is not opposite from Hashem, this, um, not opposed to Hashem, or not not outside the will of Hashem, is called HaSatan. There's a reason why his name is HaSatan. So in the Siddur, if you look, in the morning we say, um, you know, guard me from insolence, from insolent men, from this, from the destructive spiritual impediment. So in the Hebrew side, that word is actually satan. And so that's actually what it means. His, that name itself means destructive spiritual impediment. And so, what really is a block, like it's like this, this, this block, right? So when we commit sins, we allow the Hasatan, the curse be he, to fill in this gap where where Hashem's light should be coming in. Whether it's the gate or whether it's the window. um. And, and each time the more and more sin, the more and more the vessels fill up, he blocks that gap. Now, it blocks it from coming into the world. So now, now, the concept he was saying is when this light is blocked, if a shem's light does not come to the world, it, the world cannot sustain, it, it will be destroyed. So, with that, not only does he block this light from coming into the world, the example I was, that I, I saw in my head was like this, if we could even make this big machine and the machinery equipment to make a big solar panel that would overshadow the world, but at the same time draw power from the sunlight, this is, this is kind of a idea of what Hasatan does. So so when we sin, not only is he blocking the light from the world, but he's actually being empowered by it. Um, but and it's all due to us. It's not it's not it's not even that he is being empowered by Hashem's light. We are through our sins are allowing him to be empowered by Hashem's light that is that should be meant for this world. And so when we're not doing mitzvot, when we're not making the connections of Hashem to bring the light down into the world, the, you automatically create a vacuum that allows has the time to block this light from coming into the world and so that's all i wanted to say and share um i thought that was never thought about it like that never occurred to me like that but anyways there it is uh and shalom